What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, a few things to announce. I would say the big thing, relatively big, Yadi Molina got an extension. He signed a one-year extension with the Cardinals. He will be back next year. This was announced yesterday evening, a one-year, $10 million extension. Yadi lines up for yet another season with the Cardinals. But now he has announced that next year will be his final season. So he's doing one last ride with the Cardinals, the future Hall of Famer. Yes, I said it. Yadi Molina is a future Hall of Famer, is back for one more season in St. Louis. I mean, with Yadi coming back next year, you have to figure that the Cardinals are going to bring back Adam Wainwright for one more season at least. I mean, he's been in St. Louis for ages. He made his debut in 05, and that tandem right there has been, you know, the battery, like, They've been the forefront of that team for, you know, the better parts of two decades. Wainwright turns 40 this month, but he's actually been one of the better pitchers in the National League this season. So assuming he wants to keep playing beyond this year, you can definitely see the Cardinals bringing him back next year too to join Yachty. And uh, maybe they can have one last ride together. But I thought that was some pretty cool news. You know, the extension and then obviously, you know, Yachty saying that 2022 – will be his final season. And, you know, Yadi's 39 years old. Same with Wainwright. You know, these guys are choosing... Well, I'm not even going to talk about Wainwright. Let me talk about Yadi. It's very rare that a player gets to choose when they're done playing to say, oh, I'm going to stop playing on this date. That's what Yadi just did. You have to be special to do that. Most players, the vast majority of players, are told when they are done playing. You know, it's like, oh, okay, you just got cut. We don't want you anymore. Etc. Etc. Very few people get to go out on their own terms, and that's what we get to see here. So um, that'll be a good farewell tour next year. In other news, there are some some players who are trying to make their way back from injury. Some players who did get thrown on the injured list. So Jacob Degrom got cleared to play catch, but what's next for him? Are we going to see him back this year? He played catch today in some shorts. You know, in workout gear, out on the field, just a few throws. But this was his first time throwing a baseball since the Mets shut him down due to elbow inflammation in July. And the subsequent MRIs revealed enough inflammation that the Mets were like, okay, we're going to shut him down. And then the testing they did today came back clean. But keep in mind, there's six weeks left in the season. I mean, DeGrom's starting to ramp up now, but he needs to do flat ground sessions, bullpen sessions, live BP rehab games i mean to do all that that takes like a month in and of itself and if he comes back what is he going to come back for like two weeks if the mets are out of it they're not we're not going to see jacob degrom again this year it makes no sense if, if he takes him a month to ramp up and then it's it's mid-september end of september with two weeks left in the season why would they bring him back for two starts when they could just have him fully healthy for next year i mean i think the front office, the, the Mets front office knows exactly what their plan is. But obviously, you can't let the cat out of the bag way too early. But that's why you and I can speculate because we don't, you know, we don't have any obligations uh, otherwise. But, I mean, Jacob deGrom, he started this year as brilliantly as any pitcher in baseball history. He was 7-2 and two with a 108 ERA over 92 innings. But then minor injuries plagued him along the way. Right side and lat tightness elbow and shoulder issues 
And just after the All-Star break, he felt elbow tightness during a pen session and agreed to a shutdown. But, yeah, we don't know if we're going to see him again. I will say, though, Noah Syndergaard begins his rehab assignment tomorrow. Tomorrow with the Brooklyn Cyclones. So he's on his way back. And there is a date set for him um, to come back, they're saying, sometime in September as a reliever. I think I mentioned that before, that they plan to bring him back as a reliever. And for Thor, it's more important to see him back because he's coming off of Tommy John where he missed all of that last year already, right? So he can't just take a take a entire year off again. You know, that, that would be crazy because then he wouldn't be back on a big league mound until 2022. And the last time we saw him on a big league mound was 2019. So that would not be good. He needs to pitch. He needs to get in some game action. That would be better for him or else... You know, it could be too long of a layoff. And, I mean, yeah, I mean, not to say that he'll regress, but it's just not good for your development, especially coming off injury. You need to be in competitive environments. So the Yankees stayed red hot. They stayed absolutely red hot. They won again last night. I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they, they're riding an 11-game win streak. This is their longest winning streak since September 1985. And they have some tough decisions to make, actually. It might be funny to think that a team having so much success has some tough roster decisions. Well, think about it. They have Gio Urshela coming back, okay? So he played two rehab games this week for double-A, got four hits and eight at-bats. He's coming back from a left hamstring strain, and he's flying west. He's expected to be activated before tomorrow's series opener against the Oakland Athletics. So if Gio goes back to third base, then you're going to have Rugnet Odor, you know, leave third and that that could be tough i mean odor has produced a bunch of clutch hits this year he started all but one game at third base during this win streak and remember odor was released by the rangers early this season i did not see this coming you know the yankees really struck gold with him and he's found his groove with the yankees found his power stroke absolutely but before geo's injury odor had been primarily used at second base but now those innings at second base are scarce because you have Rizzo and Voigt sharing first base, which means LeMahieu's slipping back into second base. So that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. And then apparently Corey Kluber's return is on the horizon. Believe it or not, Corey Kluber threw a no-hitter for the Yankees this season. Remember, it feels like that was a long time ago, but he did it on May 19 at Texas. And he hasn't pitched in a big league game since the following start on May 25th. It seemed like his season was in jeopardy at that point. Since he had that right subscapular strain and required months of rest and rehab, but he worked three and two-thirds solid innings yesterday for double-A Somerset, and now they're evaluating how he responds. I really did not think we would see him back. But assuming no setbacks, he could rejoin the rotation in early September, and then that could kick Andrew Haney out of the rotation. They could put him into the bullpen as a long man. And then Glaber Torres. So Andrew Velasquez has been a feel-good story. You know, he's a kid from the Bronx, and he's been playing for the Yankees and and doing cool stuff in front of his his hometown crowd and in front of the family. But a left thumb strain has kept Glaber Torres out since August 8. But you know, he worked out at Double A this week, and that's a sign that his condition's improving. So he's ramping up. He'll be hitting on the field, hitting off some velo, and then they'll consider some rehab games. So the Yankees have some tough decisions to make as to what they're going to do with all their talent. But it's, it's a good problem to have. It really is. And Yankees are playing great baseball at the right time. 
Let's move up west. Let's look at that interesting Dodgers-Padres series. So the Dodgers won last night's game by a score of 5-2. The big play was a home run robbery by A.J. Pollock. Heroic home run robbery off the bat of Manny Machado. Julio Urias was very thankful for that play. When you have Machado at the dish and, you know, obviously big time bat, right? Urias serves up a slider, not really terrible, but, you know, Machado gets pretty much all of it. A runner on base would have been a go-ahead home run in the fourth. A.J. Pollock goes up above the fence and brings it back and gets the second out of the inning. Urias is like, wow, thank you very much for that. And that was definitely play of the game. That was pretty heroic. I mean, it was still only the fourth inning, but obviously things like that set a tone. It sets a tone for your ball club. And it's also going to be very demoralizing for a team like the Padres that's fallen on tough times recently. They haven't been winning much. And when you see someone make a play like that against you, it just kind of takes all the wind out of your sail. You thought you had a rally going. You thought you had something. Then defender makes that. It's like, yeah, of course. What else What else could go wrong? You know, we, we can't even, you know, we, we can't even uh, avoid that kind of thing. So it's a bummer for them, but that's the way it is when you get hurt in a tough division. You're in a tough division, NL West. And they've suffered a lot of injuries, especially in the rotation. Now they're feeling that. They're really feeling that. And, yeah, it is what it is. Right now they are on the outside looking into the playoff picture. But there's still time. There's still time. They, they, could, they can get hot and, and things can change. But that's, that's what, what we're looking at. If we head out to Boston. So yesterday was an interesting game. You know, Hunter Renfro. This is a guy I want to talk about for a minute. He had two home runs yesterday, and then if you look at it, you have to realize that Hunter Renfro has been having a sneakishly good year. So, two for four with two home runs yesterday. Now, Renfro, keep keep in mind that he's only signed for this year in Boston. He's a free agent at the end of the year. They brought him, you know, brought him for a one-year deal. But he's 25 home runs and 77 RBIs. He's, he's on pace for, for 30 home runs, 100 RBIs on the season. For a cheap one-year deal that, you know, a lot of people didn't really see that coming. That's That could be a really good free agent pickup for some teams. So he had a couple bombs in that game yesterday. Uh, Tanner Houck started four and two-thirds, three earned runs. You know, th- this was a bit of a back-and-forth game. Red Sox almost choked it away at the end, but they held on to win the game. If we head to St. Louis, the Tigers won this game by a score of 4-3. to three. They kind of staved off a late rally by the Cardinals. Cardinals scored three in the bottom of the eighth. But, you know, the, the Tigers have been pretty good lately, you know. So, obviously, you had Miggy's 500th home run a few days ago. He had his 501st last night. They're having a lot of good vibes. You know, Tigers is 61-66. and 66. I've talked a lot about how they're going to take the next step in a couple years. We're going to see them in the playoffs in about two years' time. I think that, you know, they're going to be ready for that next step because they've, they've uh, solidified a very – good young core of players and they can build off of that add a couple free agents and they're right back into things yesterday i did see a very fantastic catch by harrison bader this dude just puts on a show every night in center field i have not looked at so if you guys are aware of the um you know advanced metrics and stuff i'm not so don't don't uh don't uh give me a hard time but i haven't looked at the advanced metrics but just with the eye test i would say this guy's a gold glover I would say he deserves a gold glove in center field for the National League. Just based on the eye test and what I'm seeing, night in, night out, 
his jumps, his yeah, his instincts look better than everyone. It's not just one of those that's like, oh, he's really fast, so he can get bad reads. He makes up for it. He legitimately makes good reads, has great jumps, and he covers a lot of ground in center field. I think he should be the he should be the Gold Glove winner for center field. But correct me if I'm wrong. Somebody can check that and tweet at me if you, if you think otherwise. But that's going to do it for today, folks. That's all we'll cover. We will continue tomorrow. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.